Hi, everyone, and welcome to First Date Insights, a podcast presented by the Institute for Public Administration. My name is Leanne, and I'm a staff member at the Institute, which is a research and public service center at the University of Delaware's Bodden School of Public Policy and Administration. We call ourselves IPA for short. Thanks for tuning in today. On today's episode, we are joined by Danielle Matt Purcell, Nakai Trailer, and Janet Powell to answer the question, what is a municipal clerk and how these unsung heroes keep our local governments running? Danielle is an administrative assistant paralegal for the city of Newark. Nakai is a legislative assistant for the Newcastle County Council, and Janet Powell is city clerk for the town of South Bethany. Danielle, Nakai, and Janet have all just completed the 2020 Delaware Municipal Clerks Institute which is sponsored by IPA. All three of these women's jobs are very different and the things they are responsible for are varied. This is part of the reason so many people have no idea what a municipal clerk is or what clerks do. However, there is one thing that all of their jobs have in common. The municipality they work for couldn't run without them. Danielle, Nakai, and Janet, thanks for joining me today. Good afternoon. Here. Hi. (laughs) Thank you all. Thanks I know that it's, it's and kind if of, I can correct you, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I wanted to correct you, Leanne, during this 100th anniversary of women's suffrage, I think it's safe to say we are unsung sheroes. Sheroes. <laughs> I like that. Yes, I you definitely too. are unsung sheroes. And I think that that's even more so in all the adjustments we've had to do with being virtual. I know the Institute was virtual this year. You all are in varied states of back in the office or working from home. So yes, you're all sheroes for sure. (laughs) So to get us started, um, how would each of you describe what a municipal clerk or what your job is? And Janet, um, I know your title is is municipal clerk. So can you start us off and and tell us Mm -hmm. a little bit about what that means? Um, Sure. Uh, To me, the municipal clerk is the face of the town hall to the community. We are the connection from the governing side to the public side. We inform the public. We provide information to the community in a simple format to educate and to show transparency, which is quite important. Multitasking is vital to deal with homeowners, businesses, and committee members on a daily basis. We are also the watchdog. I tease uh, quite a few of our committee members because we are the watchdog on our town procedures. Posting the agendas, public notices, following through town ordinances, educating the committee members and the public of the town procedures that uh, we follow as a municipality. I work in a beach town along the coast. I sometimes feel like the Chamber of Commerce. I provide information to visitors that ask me anything from directions or a great place to eat uh, to companies coming in regarding building permits, mercantile license homeowners regarding renovations, storm information, rental, real estate, elections, and COVID. Uh, We explode in the summertime with tourism, and in the off-season, we deal with a lot of construction, repair, and renovations. My job consists of two parts. My finance side is processing the mercantile license, building permits, rental license, rental taxes, selling parking permits in the season, and processing all payments and bank deposits. On the administrative side, I help the planning commission with their meetings and the board of adjustments with their hearings. 
posting, scheduling, um, posting ads, documents, recording, and typing the minutes. I am in charge of the annual election, which is a big process. It starts in January, and the election is Memorial Day weekend. So it's a long process. Uh, I train the board of election members, do all the posting, um, review the candidate documents, absentee voting, and attend election day. Uh, so that's part of my job. Oh, that's it. That's all. That's Just, that's it. <laughs> the entire election, the minutes, the watchdog, giving directions, and janitor go to for where to eat. Great. That's it. I can tell. All, all in a day's work. <laughs> um, so Danielle, I know for you at the city of Newark, you're you're also in a town in a municipality. Um, but your title is administrative assistant slash paralegal. Um, so can you? Tell us a little bit more about how your job maybe differs from what Janet was describing. Sure. In the city of Newark, I am under the legislative branch and I support the city secretary. So I work in the city secretary's office, which very similar to how Janet had explained, we are basically the face of the city to provide information about the city and around the city, as well as being the hub for the administrative portion of the city. So a lot of things come through us very similar with elections, permits, code violations. They come to us looking for different documents. We also administer and staff the meetings and making sure we're staying in line with FOIA regulations when it comes to the meetings and other documents and meeting minutes. So in my office, there's four of us that make up the office. And my role is I do, I support the deputy city solicitor and the city solicitor and the paralegal role with the alderman's court and help to support the Newark Police Department. And my role as an administrative professional I help manage with files and answering questions from the public and supporting the rest of the building with our public works department, our utilities department, our parks and recreation department. Because again, since we are the hub and the keepers of the documents and information, a lot of the times different departments will come to us and ask us for supporting documents. And we have them and, and you know, we're able to produce them as well as answering FOIA questions from the public requesting documents as well. So it sounds like you have a little bit more of a legal hat on on a day to day, maybe more so than Janet does. But I know from the Municipal Clerks Institute, you all do a little bit of everything, but sometimes to varying degrees. Um, so to that end, I know, Nakai, your title is even dif- more different as a legislative assistant, and you're actually with the county, um, the county council. So can you tell us a little bit more about how, how that is different and how your day-to-day might be different? Sure. I believe we have more in common than not. Uh, we are the bridge between the elected officials, the town, municipality, county, and the constituents we serve. Um, If there's a difference, it would be how much interaction I have with constituents in my district and the influence we have on preserving a better quality of life. 
for our community through comprehensive plan and legislation. Janet and Danielle said a mouthful, which I um, agree with. I actually do a large portion of that as well. Um, I don't deal with elections, but I, I, I do interact with every department um, within our government, um, both in the governing body, which is council, and our administration, our public safety, our public works. Um, the difference, though, I think for me is that I am appointed. So I work for an elected official and um, my job ends if that <laughs> particular individual doesn't win their seat again. But otherwise, I would say that just about everything that the municipal clerks and the administrative slash paralegal does, I actually do it um, within the community that I serve and for the council member that I work for. So I think that, so you guys cover, so you, you ladies cover so many things, right? But you all deal with the public. You all are that outward facing, you're the hub of the information, you're the you know, person that people can go to for basically any question. So in your experience, what do you think has been the biggest maybe misconception about local government or county government in when, when you're dealing with constituents or the public? I think um, Danielle brought up some good points talking about the uh, uh, securing documents and FOIA. And for me, one of the biggest misconceptions that I've found since I started working here is that the procedures that a municipality has to follow uh, with their town charter and code and through FOIA versus being in private sector. We'll have homeowners that are frustrated with a town decision and ordinance and choose to run for office because of that reason. And once they are on a committee, once they are on town council, they really learn how a municipality operates. Um, so that to me is one of the biggest misconceptions is that it does operate differently than the private sector. And it was a learning curve for me when I first started working for the town. So in South Bethany, is it also a little bit challenging? Because I'm sure you have your, your year-round residents that come to you for things. And then you also have your, you know, seasonal residents. Yes. Is there like a huge difference in the understanding between the two? Or do you think it's a misconception in both populations? I think it's, well, we have so many that are non-residents. You know, they own homes here, but they are in D.C. They're in Philly, New Jersey, uh, New York. So there is a big misconception. It's the majority of the uh, of the homeowners. Mm. Uh, so it's just educating them on the, the town municipality, on the town charter, on the code and the FOIA procedures. So yes, it's, it's um, most of them are out of town. It's an interesting concept to uh, work for. Uh, we have 1,400 homes. Uh, we have in the fall and the winter, 400 residents. Oh. And 200 of those residents are snowbirds that go to Florida. So it can really drop down in the winter months. We get a lot done around town. And then in the summer, it explodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to get it in in the, yes. in the fall, yes. in the winter. So, so it's a little different than the other girls, how, how their towns operate on a year-round basis. Mm -hmm. You know, being on the coastal, there's some coastal towns. And we operate a little bit differently than what, what uh, Danielle and Nakai deal with, in a sense. Yeah. So Danielle, what about in Newark? Um, what are like the the biggest misconception um, that you think 
your constituents have about how Newark runs? In the same where Janet, she's in a shore town, we are a college town. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We have a lot of college yes. students. So I think a big mis- misconception is that year-round residents, full-time residents, that their voices are not heard or that maybe the offices are not accessible. And I would just like for everybody to know that, please speak up because we take our jobs very seriously. And there are a lot of people that want to know what can we do better and being able to reach those people and giving them the confidence to do so something that we work on daily. I know that when council members, when they do hear from the residents, they bring it to us and they're like, listen, this is what our people are saying. Here are their concerns. So please speak up because we want to do better and we would like to know what they would like us to work on. Yeah. Be better. That's a good Thank point. you. What about Unikai at the county level? I think I want to piggyback a little bit on um, Danielle as well, but I think um, there's a misconception, not only locally, but state and uh, federally um, regarding exactly what those different bodies do. But um, I would say that for us, well, at least in my opinion, how much of their local tax dollars goes towards the amenities they enjoy, such as libraries, parks, sidewalks and road improvements? And in my opinion, I don't think enough constituents participate in the civic process of local government to hold their elected officials accountable. But I see that changing shortly, definitely. More people are engaged and expressing their concerns, their needs and wants. During this COVID-19 pandemic, um, it has allowed all of us the chance to reevaluate who we are, what is important and what matters to us as individuals, a family, a community, and a nation. So um, I'm hopeful that um, our constituency will become more engaged and there won't be any misconceptions about what local government can do for them because they'll be more engaged. I think that's such a good, I mean, you all said it, it's, it's super important for folks to understand where they live and be a part of that process. So you all being, you know, the friendly face that can help educate is is super important, which is why I call you the unsung heroes, now sheroes. Um, And that's even more important now that we're in this, you know, virtual COVID stricken environment. So first, thank you so much for, for continuing the hard work, which probably became a lot harder during the transition to virtual. Um, to keep the communities running and informed on the ever-changing policies. But for you, both professionally and personally, like what's been the biggest change for you given this new work environment since the pandemic started? I would say for for me uh, at the South Bethany Town Hall, one of the biggest adjustments is staying engaged um, and adjusting. Not allowing people into our office, it's made it uh, harder and we had to get a little creative. Uh, so we were fortunate that I have a window right at my office. So we made it immediately accessible for the town 
to put a table outside and signs and use the window as access to um, pass documents back and forth payments uh, to greet them, but to stay safe. Uh, so that's one of the things we did. And one of the other bigger adjustments is just learning to get used to, familiar with, and comfortable with the virtual meetings and the hearings. When something doesn't work properly, as I joined in earlier, and not to uh, to get overwhelmed by that. And um, so that for me, that for me is uh, the two major things: is keeping the community engaged and um, adjusting to the new the new way, the virtual meetings and the hearings. Yeah. I love that you created like a takeout window for yeah. all things <laughs> public service. I sometimes I just, ask them if they want a hot apple pie with their order. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you can you can have like a little a little you know business on the side with your takeout yeah. <laughs> your and takeout put, window. I love it. We, we um, what about you, Danielle? Some... What's what's been your your adjustment for for COVID? So the adjustment has just been uh, for me. I deal a lot with paper, so it's getting used to, oh, I just can't turn around and grab my files. Mm. We've started to work a hybrid where we just have two people in our in our specific office because of the size, uh, two people in at a time. So our office is always open for our, our residents if they need to come in. We've been doing a great job. We have our bailiffs at the front door when we opened back up for people to be able to come in, keeping spatial distance. Another thing that we're doing too, well, it's always been there, but we have a TV 22 for our residents to tune into. Also our Facebook page is up and running. And, uh, you know, we're just, we're trying to become more technologically savvy for our residents. And then for our residents who are, like myself, you still like paper, our doors are open and we can hand out anything that they require. We have our parks and recreations catalog ready and available for fall to see what we have going on and our phones are open. What about you, Nakai? Um, I know you're still at home, correct? So you're working from home full time yes. or is it a hybrid? Uh, no. We've been working remotely from home since March 13th. Wow. And um, I'm sorry, Janet and Danielle, I don't mean to brag. Mm -hmm. but I have to be honest, because of our Newcastle County IT department has always been proactive instead of being reactive. The pace of my normal workday has not changed. Wow. It's actually given me more opportunities to engage with our constituents public and private agencies and other jurisdictions to successfully assist my elected official to fulfill his public obligations to the community we serve. Wow. So I'm loving this actually. <laughs> I was going to say, so I was going to do a bonus question, which now I'm definitely going to do it because it's a segue. I love asking folks like what their either their silver lining or their, you know, their socially distant, new habit is or the coolest thing that you discovered. I love, I'm like a, what does my friend call me? She calls me an extroverted introvert where I can go out and have a lot of conversation, but it's actually really draining for me. So I love being in my space that I control with, you know, my smelly good candles and dog all day. But I do, you know, sometimes miss 
the social interaction. But the best thing about COVID for me is I learned to stand up paddleboard. So before we close, I'd love to hear like, is there something that each of you learned or love about like your silver lining or new discovery since COVID started? I know for me here on my street, I've met a lot of my neighbors because I have one neighbor who asked me to join a group. We call ourselves the Driveway Divas. Oh my gosh, I love it, Danielle. (laughs) Danielle's Driveway Diva. Once a week, we meet up at the end of the street at one of my neighbor's house, Rose. And there's a big giant pine tree and we all have our folding chairs and bring our water bottles. And we sit in a big circle and we touch base with each other because I, I learned something very, something that really touched me about the whole COVID thing. At first I was like, you know, hey, let's just roll with it. We, we can deal with it. Just take a deep breath. But then I realized that there are some people, like you said, introvert, extrovert, where doing external things and uh, donating their time to do things was their way to deal with uh, depression and being, so- being in solitude. So having our driveway diva week has really helped a lot of us because since we can't go out and socialize like we used to, we can now with each other. And it's really great. It's, it's opened my eyes. And again, I've learned a lot from my neighbors. We've helped each other with finding out how to save $30 on trash pickup and the best takeout food and all this kind of stuff. So it's really great. I've, I've learned a lot. That's so sweet. I, lo- I think that might beat stand-up paddleboarding. What about <laughs> you, Janet and Nakai? Anything that you learned or started doing that you loved? Well, I've always been, I've always been doing this. Um, now, I don't consider myself an extreme couponer, but um, I have overdid it on the couponing, um, you know, and because of it, I already did this prior to COVID-19. I've become the care package queen. Mm. Um, I'm the person in my community who's been leaving bags on their doorknobs, um, you know, not looking for any, you know, recognition, but they all know who it is. Mm -hmm. And and I'm afraid I'm not supposed to use this word, order. Um, (laughs) But my daughter says, I'm becoming an organized quarter of goods for care packaging. Oh, I love that. Oh, Boy, these, these two are hard to follow. <laughs> I know. I know. I did stand up paddleboarding and here they are like helping the community. And- I know. They're saving the world and I'm, I'm reading. Um, with me, I, I feel ironically, um, we were out, we hybrid for March and April, but then we were right back in the office. And the one thing we all love here at the office, it's, it's just the five of us in this one and one office. We have other departments, other buildings, but um, we are loving this window concept. It's, mm-hmm. it's quick. It's efficient. As Nakai said, her day hasn't um, changed much. My day hasn't changed much, um, except that it, we're staying creative and we're going along with the meetings and doing exactly what we're supposed to be doing. Uh, just not having as much. We got a lot of traffic and um, what's the word? We had a lot of activity going on down here because it's a beach town. They had a lot of fluff activities in the summertime. So those were eliminated. 
for safety reasons. And the town was okay with it. They were so they were so grateful just to be at the beach, walking their dog, riding their bike, separating from each other, you know, keeping their social distance, um, sitting on their back deck, not even worried about the restaurants. So um, I think everybody kind of unplugged this summer. Yeah. They just, you know, they unplugged and the, the whole town did. And I'm sure we all feel that way with our communities um, that we just kind of stepped back a little bit. So. Um, for me personally, um, I don't go out as much, and uh, so I read a lot. I'm out on my back deck, and reading's my thing. But I think I need to get into the community next. <laughs> we can we can have a, a South Bethany chapter of the Driveway Divas. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you better trademark that, Danielle. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, so thank you all for being here, for sharing your insights, um, and again for all your hard work. It amazes me every time I talk to a clerk how many different things they're juggling and then also in their private life, you know, saving saving the world and probably the koalas and things as well. Um, <laughs> but it's always a pleasure to talk and learn with and from you. Um, so thank you for taking the time out. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having us, Leanne. So thank, thank you. you for listening today for today's episode as well. For more information on IPA and the Delaware Municipal Clerks Institute, you can visit us on the IPA website. The links to these programs are in the show notes. And don't forget, subscribe to First State Insights so that you'll never miss a podcast.